Welcome to Relatable with Ash, where we talk about all things mindset, wellness, relationships, and empowerment. Hello, I am currently recording this from my new bedroom on my phone because we have just moved houses. We've moved back into my husband's parents' place. They have a like dual living downstairs, so we've got our own space, but everything is in boxes or bags and I'm just trying to take it easy right now. And this episode is a bit of a life update, but also probably, you know, managing stress because holy, it was a stressful experience moving simply for the fact that we had chosen to do our own bond clean. And never again will we be doing a bond clean ourselves. And hopefully we'll never have to again, because hopefully, you know, living here, we'll be able to save enough money to buy a house. But that was, that was a lot. And the first few days, you know, I was purposely in trying to enjoy it and, you know, putting on music and having fun. And then it kind of got down to the day before D-Day where we had to hand the keys back. And I was like, fuck. We have so much shit to do. And you know that you know that feeling when, you know, even if you're actively trying to relax into what you're doing and be present and mindful, you have a realization that you don't have as much time as you thought you had. And you that feeling of dread comes in and you feel really heightened and stressed. And I tend to know that I'm feeling really stressed when coffee doesn't work for me in the way that it usually does. So for me, I can have a half strength coffee and that gives me the zoomies and I can go around and be running a million miles an hour. But yesterday I had a coffee that was three times the strength I usually have and it did absolutely jack all. Which is a good indication that, you know, my body is so stressed in fight or flight or, you know, it's just my mind is already moving and I'm not getting a good enough sleep. That coffee is doing absolutely jack shit. So <laughs> that's that's been the last couple of days for me. Um, you know, obviously I do have a beauty business as well. So trying to get that space um, set up and adjusted is also quite a lot. So this whole transition, this period of my life has been a bit of a transition. Um, And today was just that one of those mornings where you're like, not today, please not today. I don't want to do a single thing. However, my day is absolutely jam packed. And so I started the day off feeling so stressed because there was still things to do before I handed the keys back to the rental agent. And part of me realized that I was creating this stress myself. I already knew that I was building it up more than it needed to be. And on the way there, I was like, do I really need to do all that I'm doing? But I've jumped ahead a bit. So, you know, I'm waking up and I'm trying to move through my day. I'm trying to prioritize myself as I usually do with my morning routine, but everything's so out of whack that it's been quite difficult to stick to my daily routine. So I did manage to get some yoga in and I cried during yoga. I was in extended child's pose and I just that overwhelmed feeling came to me and I could push it down as I'd been trying to push it down over the past 
day or two. But because I was by myself and I was doing yoga, I decided to cry. And it's interesting that in that pose was the pose where I decided to cry because it's that pose where you have your hands outstretched. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see if I can try and describe it to you. So you have your your knees on the ground, and there your knee points are at the edge, each edge of the yoga mat. I'm fucking. I'm so sorry. I'm butchering this. And then so your your knees are like kind of bent in a V shape, and then you put your body down on top of them, and then you have your hands outstretched. And so this is a really good pose for like turning inward. I'm not a yoga professional. So if there's anyone listening that's a yoga professional, you can fully correct me on this. But the yoga that I've done on YouTube with Yoga with Adrian, that whenever we have a heart opening or a a turning inward, a a self-care, self-love kind of yoga routine, that tends to be the pose where people are really – because you're like – you're opening your heart, but you're also like looking inwards. And so, yes, I am, I am super into, you know, the metaphors around all of that. Um, so anyway, yeah, I cried during yoga for a little bit. And then once I had cried, the feeling went away a little more. And as I moved into my plank pose, I whispered to myself, I am strong. And it sounds fucking ridiculous and I probably wouldn't have done it if Chaz was in the room with me. But when I've done yoga routines with um, yoga with Adrian before with her as if we're friends, which she doesn't know about we are. Um, she's done that before where she's, you know, spoken affirmations in certain poses and encouraged you to do the same. And not often, but... I always thought I was a bit silly doing it, but I really needed it in that moment. And in that plank pose, I did feel strong. Um, so then, you know, I moved to my down, downward facing dog and I just randomly blurted out, I am capable of anything I put my mind to. And then I breathed out and I moved into child's pose, which is like extended child's pose, except that your knees are together. And then you're folded over on top of your knees and your hands can be by your side. And I said, I am worthy. And I don't want to, I guess, give too much credit to the affirmations, but I felt so much better after pairing all of that together. I was suddenly, you know, the crying, the yoga, the affirmations, the movement, the, the focusing on my breath, all of a sudden I was like, you know what, I can actually do this today. I can do this. I am the master of my own day. I get to choose what I get to do. Um, and so I was driving to the house to, you know, fix up all the little bits and pieces that we needed for the property that we were living in. And I realized all the shit that I had told myself I needed to do, I didn't really need to do. Like, yes, in a perfect world, if I was staying true to that perfectionist nature that I grew up with, yes, of course, those are things I need to do that I've decided I need to do. But when I really stepped back, I was like, actually, I don't need to do half those things. There's things that I absolutely need to do, which is hand the carpet cleaner back before 9am, clean the letterbox and hand the keys back. 
And that was my morning, like the only things I needed to do. So sometimes when you're trying to manage stress and overwhelm and stressful situations, if you can just pinpoint to yourself, what are the things I actually need to do? Not what I think I need to do, but things that, you know, other people are relying on me for that actually have a cutoff. Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense. Uh, it's very hard to, to word in because your brain will easily make up reasons why you need to do something. So I I also have been trying to fast lately, which has been hard with the move. I mean, I always try to fast, but it's been hard with the move because my energy levels have been so low in my body. It's like, you need food. And it's winter, and I always, always seem to want to eat more in winter. So I was driving uh, back from Woolworths, handing the carpet cleaner back, and... I had some Pringles in my car. Now, these are like gluten-free, dairy-free Pringles. And I was like, oh, no, I told myself I would fast. And then I was like, why am I preventing myself from eating? If I feel hungry and I am actually craving those Pringles and like, why am I holding myself back? Like, why am I punishing myself is the question I was actually asking. So, you know. I ate my Pringles. It was a eating Pringles for breakfast kind of morning. I also did some deep belly breaths as I usually do when I'm on my drive if I'm feeling stressed. So that's in the, you know, you, you slowly breathe in and you let the air fill your belly. So if you've seen Raise Your Voice with Hilary Duff, which is a classic uh, movie for my generation, the the guy who teaches her like operatic singing he has the metronome. He's always like, don't worry about looking fat. <laughs> that's, that's deep belly breaths. So it's the idea that like you, you breathe in slowly and you feel the bottom of your lungs so much that your belly expands and you let your belly expand. And then you let, as you keep filling in that air, once that air is filled in that area, you continue to fill up like the middle of your lungs and then the top of your lungs. And then once they're full, you slowly breathe out. And that's really good for regulating the nervous system. That's something that's called breath work, which I haven't really dived into very deeply, but that's one that I very, very, very much like. So yeah, my life's been a little hectic at the moment. Um, so everything is... I guess like this house at the moment, everything is a little all over the shop, even in terms of my coaching business. I'm, if I'm being completely honest with you, I'm not sure what I'm currently doing. Actually, correction, I know what I'm currently doing isn't what I'm meant to be doing right now. I know there's something bigger coming and there's something better coming that's more aligned to call it my purpose or something I'm more passionate about, but that answer hasn't come to me yet. And it probably hasn't come to me yet because my energy has been all over the shop because I'm like constantly doing something and shifting and I haven't had that space and that calm energy to allow that answer to come in. So I'm doing a whole bunch of new things. I've booked myself in for a quantum breath work experience it's actually it was like labeled a dmt breathwork experience so it pretty much is about you know wellness and all this life coaching mindset stuff that i love 
but you also get to do a breathwork experience that gives you a DMT-like experience. And if you don't know what DMT is, dimethyltryptamine, which I may have gotten that wrong, but I'm fairly certain I'm right on that. And it's a, I don't want to say it's a psychedelic, but it is a drug of some sort that they say is a chemical that goes off, you know, when you die and other kinds of drugs can give you DMT. Like I'm pretty sure ayahuasca, it has, you know, that chemical component DMT it has given people the most profound spiritual awakening experiences or even just life awakening experiences. So, you know, the fact that if I could allow my body to do get to that point with breath work, I want to give that a go. Like I want to see if I can do it. And even if I can't do it, you know, at least I've given it a go. Um, that's what my whole life is about at the moment. The motto, if I can't do it, at least I'm giving it a go. And you kind of have to have that mindset when you're an entrepreneur, but Eve, I think that's a good mindset to have in general life anyway. So I've got that event coming up. I've also invested in like a um, Descent into Self course. So it's an eight-week course where it's just really turning, looking into that mirror and facing what's there. And so that's probably scares a lot of you, but that fucking excites me and I'm so into at the moment like this you know turning into self-love turning inwards and how can I deepen my experience there because what I offer with my coaching and what I have done with my coaching experiences has been fantastic has been great it has given me results and give I mean given my clients results which therefore gives me results however there is always more work to do for me personally. So we always have someone that's a mentor for us. So I can mentor people in what I know and then offer my knowledge there and at the same time advance my knowledge in other areas for myself by leaning on other mentors who also lean on other mentors who also lean on other mentors. So it's a flow on effect. It's like a a pond like a <laughs> a water drop in a pond where it just ripples out that's the effect that i want to have and that's the effect that we all have with people when we do healing work and we share our stories and that's part of why i love this podcast as well so yeah i'm doing the descent into self course and then today which i'm super excited about i have a photo shoot so i actually want a free photo shoot which is so fucking cool because i feel like i never win anything even though my sister's like you always win things like <laughs> the last time i won something was i won a polaroid camera in 2013 by doing a sudoku quiz in a girlfriend magazine so which was also fucking epic um but I feel like I accidentally manifested this photo shoot because I've been wanting a photo shoot forever. And then the other week I wrote down, what are these things that I really want that I really want to save my money for? And I wrote down a photo shoot and voila, it landed right in my fucking lap. So that's really cool. Um, so I'll be doing a personal branding photo shoot for a lot of you know, social media and my website, but then, which I haven't told Chaz, I'm also going to be doing a, like a sexy self-love empowering photo shoot as well. Um, and I haven't told him because I want to surprise him with the photos. 
I was also scared of like, I guess, judgment coming up in that regard because, you know, he sees me every day in like trackies and a jumper and not very often do I, you know, dress up in like these sexy outfits, which like I, <laughs> if I'm tooting my own horn, I think it's easy for me to look quite sexy naturally because I don't wear a bra ever because I'm blessed with like medium sized boobs. So to me, I'm like, oh, I'm sexy without even trying. Come on. Um, (laughs) So, you know, to be doing something that's a bit more, I don't know if avant-garde is the right word. I don't think it is just a bit more out there and a bit more empowering and confident. I'm doing it for myself mostly And then, you know, I also get to share this with my husband, which is really, really cool. So I'm doing that today as well, and I'm super excited for it. Um, And, you know, this morning I wasn't excited for it. I was in stress mode, and I was thinking, oh, it's just another thing I have to do. And now that I'm talking about it with you, and, you know, I've had a coffee, (laughs) and I pulled, you know, an oracle card, and I've I've sat down for 15 minutes just to catch my breath and have cuddles with the cat. That has been so wonderful. Oh, and another thing I'm doing, which I haven't really wanted to share with people because I was nervous about, you know, how people would see me, but this is part of my growth at the moment is just being authentically me and allowing people to, you know, see the real me, all of me. I've been doing something called Practice Prism with Jessica Reed, who's a clairvoyant, and it's this group every fortnight we jump on and we like strengthen our intuition and our like, I guess, clair senses. So like clairvoyance, clairsentience, which is, you know, clear seeing, clear feeling, and you know, people call it psychic. I don't really like that word too much. Um, but you know, I'm very, very much into all of that, if you haven't noticed already, with my oracle cards. But I also, you know, I dream things before they happen and sometimes I see things before they happen and I always, always, always feel things. Um, I just get knowings and I feel other people's emotions and that's part of being an empath as well. Um, But empath is related to all of this, you know, intuitive stuff. So I'm in a group every fortnight that allows me to strengthen and understand all of that, but also um, to have a community of people that, you know, have the same values or they, you know, I don't feel so crazy. I don't feel so weird. Um, And that's really important in order for us to call in our soul family, right? Like in order to call in the people that support us and understand us and they're just as weird as we are, to call in our tribe, we can't keep hiding and we have to be able to, you know, put ourselves out there and try new things and find new people. And maybe I won't be in practice prison forever or maybe I won't, you know, be in descent to self forever and maybe I won't do more courses on that or maybe I won't enjoy the the DMT breathwork experience. But what if I do? What if I do and I find not only personal fulfillment but joy and also what if I find people 
that understand me on a different level because the people that we have in our lives or if you want to call them soul family they're there so we don't have to do things alone but also that we feel understood and not one two or three people is going to do that for us so you know having a broader range of people not necessarily just in one friend group but you know in multiple different realms of friend groups is so important for us to really um, accept ourselves and who we are and so that's also where I'm at at the moment Um, yeah this has been a really random podcast I, I wanted to do a solo one because usually every second podcast I have Chaz on and things are just so hectic for both of us at the moment but even more so for him um, especially this term so I've given him a bit of a break um, this podcast was actually meant to be all about sex and you know a bit of not necessarily a sex education but just to letting you know what I've learned about sex and sensuality and sexuality within relationship but within yourself as well because I've learned so much by reading this one book and watching documentaries, actually reading a couple books. And so if that's something you're interested in hearing about, I would love to talk about it. So please let me know if you're like, oh my God, I would actually love to hear about, you know, why do I, why do I not feel like having sex anymore? Or why does my partner's libido not match mine? Or like, you know, they're probably the two most questions people have around sex and and understanding you know why sometimes some things in the bedroom work for you and sometimes they don't and the importance of also um you know physical stimulation I don't think that's the right word or versus like mental stimulation and how that differs between men and women in some of the research that's been shown. So I would love to talk about that. I'm not a a, a sex professional. <laughs> I don't mean like I'm not an escort. I mean that I'm not, you know, um, my knowledge in this is at the very beginning of its term, but I, even then I feel like I have so much knowledge to share and so much more knowledge than most people do because I've taken the time out and I'm willing to invest in learning about it because I'm passionate about it. So um, if that's something that you'd like to hear, please, please, please reach out to me on social media and be like, Ash, you have to do that sex episode, please. That sounds so cool. Um, and if you're embarrassed about you know, wanting to have that kind of episode or you even feel a bit triggered, dude, tell me. I get triggered all the time by by stuff like that as well. And that's part of the work I'm doing is, you know, when I'm triggered, I step into it. Um, so don't feel afraid that I'm going to judge you or that, you know, there's there needs to be a shame around wanting this kind of thing because I have been there. I understand you and I want to be able to help you shift out of that because it's so liberating when you can. Um, and also understanding too that I'm still there with you in some degree. So, you know, let's do this together pretty much. Whenever you have a mentor, just remember that not only have they probably been through what you've been through, but they're probably still somewhat relating to you in that degree. So never be afraid to, at least with me, divulge that kind of information. This is always a safe space Um to connect with me. 
So I have just yesterday done that photo shoot that I was talking about and I had some crazy realizations that I wanted to jump on and share. And one of them was that this morning I woke up and I realized that I didn't not like any of the photos that were taken. There were 60 photos that were taken and I had to like take some off to see what ones I wanted to purchase for myself. And that being able to look at all of them and be like, I don't hate a single one of those. I love them is such a huge milestone for me in in self-love really like being able to see those photos and and not pinpoint out little bits and pieces that I would usually point out I realized like I actually liked the side profile photos even though I used to hate my nose and I didn't care that I my boobs weren't looking perky and I loved seeing my stretch marks and there was just so many little things like that. You know, even the side of my face that she was taking photos of, I didn't care. And anyone who has been a part of my webinars and my social media and seen little bits and pieces of how I was insecure, that is like having that realisation this morning, I was like, fucking wow. I've also even had like a bit of dread that when I get the photos back, they're going to have photoshopped out all these little bits and pieces that I love, like my stretch marks because they tell stories, right? And so I, I was like trying to call them and I've messaged them. And I'm like, please don't photoshop my photos. I like, sure, change the lighting if you need to, but don't fuck with them because um, I'm going to be super pissed. And, you know, my identity has become so wrapped up in being authentic and real that any inauthentic cannot last in my life anymore which is just absolutely amazing. I also had a realisation on the drive home from the photo shoot. So my makeup was all glammed up and my hair was done. I was wearing my usual spotty dress that I like wearing. And my, en- not my engine light, my petrol light came on while I was at the sunny coast, just before I'd arrived at the photo shoot actually. And So I'm driving home and it's like a good 30k drive home and I know for a fact that my car has a very small window that I need to fill up in and I knew it was about 30k's for this car. And so I'm driving home. In my head, I'm like, I've got 10k's left before I run out of petrol and it's 6.30 at night. And I'm all dressed up and the fear set in um, and I looked at my phone and maps said I had 24 Ks left and I was like, fuck me, I'm going to have to stop in at a petrol station. And my first thought was, you can't stop in a petrol station. It's nighttime. A, that was the first thing. It's nighttime. Secondly, you can't, or B, you can't stop in at a petrol station all glammed up like this. You're going to draw unwanted attention. And I was about to pass a petrol station and I last minute I was like, fuck it, I need this. Like, there's no way I'm going to be sitting on the road waiting for someone to come get me if this car fucks up. It just puts everyone out of whack. So I pulled into the petrol station and as I pull in, I see another girl in the bay next to me. I'm like, oh, phew, thank God. There's another lady here because everyone else was men. 
And then as I get out of my car, I notice she's walked in to go pay for her petrol. And my first instinct was, no, don't leave me. And in that moment, oh, you can probably hear the cat. In that moment, I realized that I have such a big fear of being, I guess, attractive or being seen that I will play small in so many ways to avoid being noticed. And a lot of it comes down to the way I dress. So, you know, if I'm not going out, I will, and this is, I mean, clubbing or to an event, and I'm, if I'm, especially if I'm not with my husband, I will dress down. I will purposely not make myself feel good by like doing my hair really quickly or putting on some clothes that are really flattering because I'm scared. And that fear, like at the petrol station, that fear almost stopped me from doing something that I needed to do. And, you know, walking into the petrol station, I had my head down and and I was closed off. And having this realisation now, I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to play small. And it doesn't mean I'm going to be walking around in fucking festival gear all the time. It just means that I need to learn or I want to learn how to be okay wearing any clothes that make me feel good without fearing the constant unwanted attention or, you know, the fear for my own safety. And this comes a lot from my trauma, which I've spoken about in another episode and I won't go into. But I'm like, I refuse to let that hold me back. I refuse. I'm I'm so sick of being held back by things. I'm so sick of being um, held back by triggers, which is just me holding myself back. I'm so sick of being triggered in the first place. And so, like I said earlier, I'm sure, and I've said it a million times, when this, these triggers pop up, I'm going to face them head on. I'm not running from that lion anymore. I'm looking at you dead in the eye and we're going to become best friends. <laughs> and I'm going to show you that there's a better way to live. And it's funny when you learn to use your awareness to notice, to observe yourself without judgment, noticing these things come up for you. Sometimes these observations are great, right? Like the one this morning where I realized like I loved every single photo that was taken. And then there's also these observations that we have and these realizations that can, if we let them, make us feel put down. Right, So I could easily go into victim mode and be like, oh, I, I, I felt scared and it's because of this that happened to me and I'm, I don't know what to do and, I'm, and I'm, I don't know even, I can't even go there. Like I, my brain won't let me go there because I don't see that as beneficial at all to have that train of thought. And this has come from years of learning and years of training and having different mentors and and doing a bunch of free courses and and all of that. Surrounding myself with people who I can learn from and most importantly, looking inwards instead of expelling outwards. And it's a skill that's hard to learn, 
but the only way you learn it is by doing it. We have this belief, which I personally believe come from, comes from our school system and the way that the you know, Industrial Revolution created our society, that you have, to, you have to study before you try. You have to learn all there is to know before you try. And that is so incorrect. I got so much value on a shallow level, but also a deep, profound level for myself in doing my beauty therapy course because, yes, there was a little bit of um, like written work and learning and studying, but most of it was practical. And I realized how fucking great actually giving shit a go is, especially if you're anxious, especially if you're nervous. And it's like being an entrepreneur and not knowing how to run a business and creating a business that actually works and and trying new things and giving things a go. And even now in this moment of transition for me in business, not knowing where I'm going to go next, I, that's okay with me because I'm just going to try shit. And we confine ourselves when we make ourselves believe that we have to do X before we do Y. No, that is a way that we've programmed ourselves to function to deal with certain fears and anxieties and feelings that come up for us. That is self-sabotage or secondary gain and holding ourselves back. And I'm not here to do that. And I am so certain that you don't want to do that either, that you know there is more to life than what you're experiencing in a negative light to all those triggers and all those things that hold you back and all this self-doubt and all this, this, this mind chatter that just prevents you from being that woman that you look up to or that woman that intimidates you. And I was talking to the hair and makeup artist at the photo shoot yesterday about, you know, when you're intimidated by someone, a lot of the time it's because you really look up to them. And when you're jealous of someone, it's because you, to some degree, also feel that same way. You want what they have. And when you stop and you observe and you realize that you have that part in you as well, that's when the real change happens. Either that or it's when you get sick of your own shit and you're like, something's got to give, something's got to change. I don't want to do that anymore. So this became a real passionate chat, but I'm glad it came up. So forgive me for rambling, but I hope it helped you in some way. And honestly, if not, even me just being able to talk about it is like really therapeutic and really beautiful. It allows me to have gratitude for myself as well. So on that note, this is going to be the end of the podcast. Hopefully I don't feel the need to jump on and (laughs) add another part to it, but please reach out to me on Instagram and let me know if, you know, you resonated in any way, if there's something on this podcast that you want me to dive into more or I don't know, any realizations you've had about yourself even. 
And if you want help, you know, strengthening your awareness, you can step into that observational realm and detach from emotions and ground down, reach out to me. We can do a free coaching call. We can, we can literally just have a chat if you want over voice notes. And, you know, I have a bunch of free webinars coming up as well, which you can jump on to if you feel so inclined. And if you don't, that is completely fine. Wherever you are in your journey, that is completely fine. If you don't resonate with me in that aspect as a mentor, that is completely fine. Do not feel obligated. Do not feel obliged. You must listen to that that voice inside or that feeling inside that that draws you. All right. I hope you enjoy your day. And I'll see you next week. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's my new outro. <laughs>